this is Genoa. This is Yusuf. And this is In Flight Entertainment. Entertainment. Yes. And joy to the world. We have a Marvel movie again, everybody. (laughs) And because we have a Marvel movie, guess who's back? Hello, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely to have you. I wanted to like jump in and like do the like, the clouds parting noise or so you're like oh when you said a marvel movie was back because yes yeah that's how we all feel (laughs) (laughs) yeah so for those that aren't up on their marvel worlds uh black widow is about one of the characters in the in the Marvel Universe. This is not Black Widow, the 1987 movie with Deborah Winger and Teresa Russell um, about a woman that kills men. This is all in the Marvel Universe. Even though that was a great movie. I'm intrigued now and we'll add that to my list. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That was a damn good movie. Yeah, it was. (laughs) No, this one is a little family friendly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I assume the 1987 one is is rated R, um, and this is PG 13, so you can watch it with your kids. Yes, yeah. So uh, as Jen was uh, spoke earlier about Black Widow, the character Black Widow played uh, also by Scarlett Johansson throughout her whole tenure from Iron Man two to Endgame. Um, we've seen her pop in, in uh, you know, Avengers movies, Captain America films. Um, what else? Wasn't she in another non-Captain in America Avengers movie? Uh, Iron Man, of course, in Iron Man. <laughs> so timeline-wise, this particular film takes place after Civil War? Yes. Yes. Yep. Right, because okay. she's on the run. Right. Okay. Yes. Uh, right. So th- there's actually, I rem- when we were watching this. So for those that don't know, this is available to watch at theaters if you're brave enough to go into the theater, uh, but also on uh, Disney Plus, you can you can purchase it there to watch. So we all watched it in Jen's backyard as we were still socially distancing each other, even though we're vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're still being safe out here. But I found it interesting. So at the beginning of the movie, we are introduced to um, Scarlett's character, Natasha, as a child and her sister. And they set up the story. But when they're doing, they jump to the present time right after uh, Scarlett's character and all the other Avengers are sort of uh, uh, felons. They're, they're wanted by the... the the governments, mm-hmm. but Jen, you may like we when we were watching there was a close up of her ass. <laughs> oh, right, away. So I've been thinking on that a whole lot, and I realized that that close up of her ass as she was then like getting in her car, doing whatever, walking away. That was the transition from her being um, viewed like positioned as a sex mm-hmm. in yes. the first Avengers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the Avengers Civil War to then go moving into baggy clothing to be being more comfortable and herself and not mm-hmm. like that. There is even the transition of her being in heels in that scene mm-hmm. to then her being in flats and then flats throughout the, the rest of the movie. So I feel like that one scene in the movie mm-hmm. was a transition from a you've had a male director and everything else. You now have mm-hmm. a female director and we get to put her in realistic clothing. Uh, I like that interpretation. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I think like uh, I was trying to read into it like, oh, like she uses like whatever she has to her advantage. And she certainly used her looks as a spy to her advantage as one does. Um when you're a hot spy, as you do. Um, but I like that, right? That it's like this sort of this, this thing. You, we have been doing it and it's going to stop now. So here's your last look at her fantastic ass because now she's going to go be a normal human with 
still amazing abilities. <laughs> right. And, it, and like, she's walking away from it. So she's turned her back on it. Mm. Maybe I'm reading a whole lot, lot of symbolism in that, but because it, it stuck with me that as we were all watching it, we're like, really a female director close up on the ass still. Right. Cause it felt like extra gratuitous. Right. And I mean, and then Yusuf's like, what about Captain America? And it's like, yeah, they do. So but I feel like that was just to, you know, level the playing field. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and for the sake of a joke, right? When he's like, that is America's ass or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I don't mind you reading into it at all. I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, I, I hope that was intentional and not just some studio exec that was like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> come I mean, on, Scarjo. Yeah, maybe a studio exec did say that and they're like, okay, but then we're going to do it this way. Right, right, right. And if you ask me to do another shot, I'm going to stab you in the face with the high heels that we're not using anymore. <laughs> oh, single white female. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Just going to keep referencing right, right, right. movies over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that movie was perfection just for that. Like, oh, fuck yeah, you shoes for that. And then I rewatched Atomic Blonde a few weeks ago. She also stabs a guy in the car with her her high heels. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a thing now. So mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thing we do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a you know it's a weapon, you know. Um, well, in in one of uh, Eddie Murphy's old uh, standups. He said his mother would use his hat, her high heels as a as boomerang action to hit them when they were kids, when they were acting bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know, yeah, so what, yeah why not? <laughs> yeah, I mean, anyone that's grown up in in a family with where they wear flip flops or chakas, uh, <laughs> those are very good at throwing at your kids when they're doing something wrong. So. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I appreciate the shoe throwing scenario. Yes. <laughs> uh, so IMDb's um, synopsis on uh, this particular movie is Natasha Romanoff confronts the darker parts of her ledger when a dangerous conspiracy with ties to her past arises. Dun, dun, dun. Right. <laughs> cue, um, cue the Americans, cue Jason Bourne, cue yes. Mission Impossible. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 So many, yeah, so many callbacks to all of those. Everything. <laughs> you know, but that's the thing. It's like you can do that if it's done right, you know. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I think that it was done right. It wasn't it, it wasn't arrow like, okay, that's original. But mm -hmm. like it played into the, the different scenes. You know, in a way that it's like, oh, okay, I, it's a callback from another movie you've seen before, but you don't really think about it. It's like, oh, okay, it's still going as far as the sequence. It's like, oh, okay, like, I. I get it, but let's, yeah, I like how yeah, it's yeah. done in this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, to me, I think that just elevates her even more that you are treating her like a male action hero and she's doing these ridiculous things that she's like in a fight on a piece of debris from the sky fortress that's falling. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Why not? Has like, oh, like Fast and the Furious and Mission Impossible haven't done dumber things. Like, yeah, ha like have at it, girl. Like, fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's what I loved about it. It's like, yes, yes, she needs to be doing all of that stuff that. You know, if Captain America actually wait a minute, that's kind right. of a callback also. Cause it's a true, uh, yeah, yeah. Because Captain America was a, 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 a winter soldier, like wasn't it fighting on top of like a collapsing like helipad that was crashing? Right. It was yeah. the um that was in um that was in uh, uh Winter Soldier. No, it was Winter Soldier. It was at the end of it, and it's right before Civil War because mm -hmm. at the end of that, they like as a fight, they fall into some water, and Bucky saves. Saves Captain. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, but I swear I was watching Age of Ultron, and they're also somewhere that there's like no, because that was that was Sokovia. What else? I, I binged a lot of the Marvel <laughs> movies in the last few weeks um, to prepare for Black Widow, just to like refresh my memory if I needed it. And yeah, and there's some. Maybe it was just the original Avengers and like the 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 helicarrier 
um, God, I forget what they call it right now. My mind is totally going blank. And like Steve and Tony are finally working together to like get the yeah, thing yeah. working again. And, right. and yeah, there's fucking debris like the falling. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold yeah, yeah. out and mess up the hell of King like Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Always, always right now it's bothering me. and fall and stuff, you know. <laughs> is it the wait? What is it called? Um, it's really gonna bother me, so I'm just googling it right now while we're talking. It was this, it was within the Stark Tower? Hmm. Um, I guess I was thinking of the Triskelion, but that's the headquarters. So maybe it just was a helicarrier. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess I'm not like that level of a nerd. I can't remember the name. Of it. it's, a, it's all good. That's what IMDb is for. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, so, like, like Jen was said, we all watched this like all together. Uh, we we experienced it all at once. Uh, so, okay, so now we had the movie to kind of, like, you know, like internalize and kind of let the scenes play over our heads and things like that. So, so like, what do you think as far as Natasha's journey, because this is pretty much Natasha, like Black Widow's mm-hmm. movie, like this spotlight, spotlight, right. spotlight her. Like, um, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, her kind of her journey and like her inevitable like knowing her inevitable end, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like how do you feel about like this particular chapter like in her life, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. Like I feel like it did her justice. And I feel like the whole wanting to shut down the red room is very much a theme in a lot of the Black Widow comics. There's always she's always pulled back in in some way that she's trying to rescue kids or like, Oh my God, they're still doing it. I have to go shut it down. And, um, so like that felt true. Yeah. I mean, I think like for for the non-Marvel nerds out there, what is the red room? Okay. So that's where Natasha and all the other women now in the comics, the ones I've read, they're just called spiders. And they all have different code names. So she was Black Widow and like her nemesis was um, Recluse, like Brown Recluse, right? Is that how you say it? So when it's a spider's name? And so, but they called them all widows in this movie. So um, minor detail, detail on you for a second there, right? So it's all these women who, who start training as young girls to be these like, merciless assassin spies and they're kidnapped or from broken homes or, you know, it's like, it's a really weird feeling to be watching the movie. Like I don't get it as much reading the comics, but like human trafficking just with a different angle. Um, So it, I mean, if you like speak about it too much, it gets like extra disturbing. Not that it's not already teaching like young girls to be murderers um, for hire. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of, I feel like, in the 80s, you heard stories of in Russia, there were agents that went around to all of the towns to identify young girls and boys that had the right body structure to become ballerinas because the ballet there was so top notch. And they basically would pay the parents to have their kids come off mm-hmm. to the ballet school to then like live and breathe only ballet. Mm-hmm. So that's what this feels like to me is that, you know, the kids are bought from the families mm-hmm. and to become assassins and stuff. Yeah. And interesting because that's always like an angle to the story is that ballet training was always part of their training. And they never really quite explain why. And you just assume it's for like, agility and you know whatever um but yeah maybe that, that's an interesting throwback to maybe that piece of like factual knowledge that inspired um, yeah, yeah 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 right so so i guess your question like i think like going back to like how the story arc felt like you've already kind of started off the story knowing where you have to start it from and where it has to end for the most part so you're already kind of limited as a storyteller assuming that they chose to write the stories in this order, that it has to be like bookended this way. So I think they did a really good job with what they had. It's hard not to like with anything that feels retconned, like when you watch the original Star Wars trilogy and you're like, wait, 
but he's talking like he didn't actually know Darth Vader or whatever, you know? And so it's like, oh, like, because now I think of like Endgame and stuff. And it's like, did she care if like her family, her family, quote unquote, got snapped or if they didn't, wouldn't she look for them too? Like she was looking for Clint. So, you know, to me, it starts like raising questions like how true is this? If the only reflection of it in the subsequent movies is the vest that they made the director work in as that article you found stated, <laughs> like you need this vest. It has to be important. She wears it, make it important. Like again, back to like what she's fucking wearing. Right. <laughs> like We didn't, we didn't like let her family be in the movie, but we're going to, we're going to the vest that she got from them. So um, I don't feel like she, I don't know, like grew or whatever as a character, like, because she was already, you already knew she was starting to like try to redeem herself and right leave her old life behind and actually make connections with humans and things. So it just seemed like, yeah, like, like a mission. She just went on a mission. She just did it without the Avengers and with a different crew. Right. Right. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I truly wish this movie had been made and come out in chronological order, because I feel like they could have done more to the story yeah. and then added to all the other movies that were after yeah. um, the full war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'll never not feel like the character didn't get shortchanged by the MCU. Like, yeah, I mean, she, I mean, you know, all of the Avengers stories always felt like it was just Iron Man versus Cap. Um, and right, then right. Thanos for, for good measure. Uh, <laughs> but there are like the other characters do have nice stories that we can, can tell. And she, her story was definitely shortchanged. This is, this was a money grab to get all the women to go watch Mm-hmm. Um, a female superhero movie after they saw how successful Wonder Woman was. Right, right. And they're pretty, like, Disney's pretty happy with how this movie did, like, in terms of box office and people mm-hmm. watching it online and, like, right. they get to keep all that money from, oh, the, totally. <laughs> you know, the premium subscription stuff. So I'm, I'm grateful for that, that whatever happens, that, like, Again, the people that make the decisions are happy with how it did and consider it a success. So yes, please, more movies with action-oriented female protagonists. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, and yeah, to 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 General's point, it I yeah, it would it would have been really good if they would have like stuck with the crown lot, meaning mm-hmm. okay, with all with all being fair in the timeline of the MCU, technically this movie should have dropped after before oh. Ragnarok. It should have dropped before Thor mm-hmm. Ragnarok. Yeah. Because after Ragnarok, Infinity War came out. Right, right, right. Yeah. And because right, time has passed because um the Hulk has been on Right um, on the car exactly. for like years or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, right. So with that, yeah. And then from, and then it would have kind of made her death in Endgame like more stingy because we've seen her solo movie and like her journey and she had kind of reestablished her herself with her family, like air quotes. Mm-hmm. Because of okay, the- but I want to go back to end, to, to Endgame real quick. So as part <laughs> of that... They go and return all the all the stones, and they return the soul stone. It's supposed to be a soul for a soul. So when Cap mm. returns the soul stone, shouldn't she come back? Because you're supposed to get a soul back. So mm. what did they get back for returning the soul stone, or did he never really return the soul stone? Or or was Red Skull as gatekeeper just a fucking liar? Or it's a like non-refundable? Like yeah, you can put the <laughs> stone back, but like. You know, no, no buyer's remorse, dude. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Really, like, ever since she died, I feel like we've all been like, there's got to be a way around this. There's got to be a way that, like, she didn't actually fucking die. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently, they filmed to, according to Tumblr, which, you know, is always correct. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Apparently, they filmed two endings to the movie. To so, Black Widow's movie. To Black Widow's movie. And so when the when her sister, who we haven't gotten to her yet, um, Black Widow Jr. Yelena. Yelena, <laughs> thank you. Um, is at Natasha's 
gravesite and she whistles, apparently there's a second ending out there where mm. someone off screen whistles back. Uh-huh. That's how, you know what? That's what I was waiting for. I was waiting yes. for like, the whistle back. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I was, I, I think I may have said this to you guys already. I don't remember. Like, I think I started getting myself all confused at like trying to make it chronologically like put it in chronological order. And I'm like, Oh, she faked her own death to get out of like being in prison. And so now, and now the sister's just going to like, quote, like lay some flowers at her grave and mourn. And I, I was totally expecting she's going to whistle and black widow's going to come out and be like, stop, you know? Yeah. I got to go back and uh, on the run. And I was like, Oh no. Right. This is like the epilogue epilogue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I really didn't get that until the other fucking character showed up. And then I was like, oh, wait, now I know when this is good. Okay, yeah, she did. <laughs> right, yeah, because it's the epilogue that she didn't get in Endgame, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, like Tony Stark gets his big, grand fucking funeral, and she gets two people shrugging on a dock. <laughs> like, that is yeah, the- it, like the Hulk, like, you know, slinging <laughs> a bitch across the lake. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Which only makes me mad, because I hated that whole, like, Hulk, Black Widow, budding romance thing I yeah they shut that down die on that hill yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody was like we gotta knock this shit off it's just fucking weird yeah like let's stop this because <laughs> you know when they came back in infinity war you know you know banner and uh natasha they were kind of like what's up kind of like all right <laughs> let's get back to our mission right 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 <laughs> we got shit to do <laughs> Right. And I mean, I think that's one of the great things about her, right? That's that's what I, I like about her character and what I actually find interesting about her as a comic book character is that she's like, I got shit to do. You know, she doesn't like, I don't know, like every fucking movie, like Captain America's whining about a woman he spent a week with, like, you know, like where she's just like, Hey, I don't have anybody. I think that's sadder, but whatever. I have a mission. I have to go trick this guy into telling me all his like secrets of his criminal organization or whatever, you know, it's, I have read in my ledger. I got to get out. Yeah, <laughs> It's not even, I don't have anybody in my life. It's mm-hmm. I can't have children. I can, like my life right. is destroyed and I am still here trying to help and solve. Mm-hmm. Shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Right. <laughs> I didn't go fuck up the timeline to dance with my Miss Date from 70 years ago. <laughs> I mean, the TVA is going to come for Cap, right? Like, is that going to happen? <laughs> oh, you know oh I, I, I have no idea anymore. Like, I, I know, I, I know. Like, I, I don't know what's going to happen with this, like, multiverse, with these timelines. With I... That's what I'm saying. Like, hey, Black Widow could come back, honestly. Right. Like, yeah, I mean, right. Black Widow is alive in one of those timelines. Right. And one of them, Hawkeye, was the one that fell off the cliff instead. Well, that you know, was a much better yeah. situation. I yeah. love their relationship so much. And I was so mad. I mean, I know you guys just next to me and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're going to get to this movie and so much shows what happened in Budapest. <laughs> and like, they only kind of like showed like, the one thing that like moved the plot forward, right. um, which I was still too stupid to pick up on as like the big reveal that it was later. Um, because I was so focused on like, where is the thing that like when they're in Avengers, like fighting the aliens, forget their names, the aliens. And she's like, this is just like Budapest. And he's like, you and I remember Budapest very differently. And I was like, what happened? How is anything they've done like this? Um, and you know, you see the apartment and, and you get a sense of like how their relationship began, but it's more through implications and asides and a few quick flashbacks. I want Budapest the movie. And yeah. I'm really mad that we didn't get that because I love their relationship. I love that in the MCU, they never sexualized it. They never made it romantic. Um, and, and I love Hawkeye in the comics too. Like I've never read his comics, but when he's like a secondary character in the ones that I read, he's so fucking funny. And yeah. I'm just like, and like, she's just the perfect like opposite for him. And I just want to see that dynamic more. Well, it, de- it demonstrates um, that men and women can be friends and he's not being put in the friend zone. He's mm-hmm. just a friend. Right, right. And the wife is not jealous or weird about it. 
Like she's like, oh, hey, Nat. She's not like, mm, I see you brought your work girlfriend. You know, like, it was everybody was cool with it because everybody understood what it was. Right. And it's none of this bullshit. Like he's my work husband. It's mm-hmm. we have a partnership and we get mm-hmm. shit done. I'm not right. here to cover his ass. Like we work together. Right. We are right. colleagues yeah, and friends. Yeah. 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 Plus, well, hey, there you go. Pitch it uh, like a like a four-part <laughs> miniseries. Just call right. it Budapest. I know. I would watch the fuck out of that. Marvel's <laughs> Budapest. Just call it. You know. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Uh, it could be. Uh, what you call it? It could be. You know, a, a prequel. Uh, you know, maybe cast. Mm-hmm. You know, some younger ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever, you know, and yeah. just have the mission, the Budapest yeah. mission. I mean, Disney is all about the prequel and the backstory for keeping the cash machine going. I mean, how many fucking Star Wars shows are they coming out with now? <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, this guy from this one episode in the spinoff, he gets the spinoff. Exactly. <laughs> like, oh, you mean, like, yeah, the guy, the guy <laughs> we, that one guy we seen in a Rogue, was it Rogue One that died? <laughs> You're going to make a show about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right more black widow content is what i'm saying not to say that this movie wasn't actually delightful and delivered on um good fronts but yeah yeah i mean i just love the fact that it was just a straight up mm-hmm. it was a straight up like spy action you know they gave they gave black widow her james bond mission impossible yes feel mm-hmm. i'm like mm-hmm. That's that's why why I was just I was hoping they didn't skimp out on that. Mm-hmm, like you go mm-hmm. all in, you go full in on the car chase explosions, you go mm-hmm. on the ridiculous villainous layer. <laughs> like yes, right. like, the weird tech like that changes your face and mind controls pigs. Fuck yes, all of it, <laughs> all of it. Give, give it all to me. Like yeah, I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they leaned yeah. into it, and that's why mm-hmm. I, I think that's the. The charm I like about the movie is like, mm-hmm. hell, if James Bond can give ridiculous villains and layers to destroy, and I'm like, mm-hmm. damn it, Black Widow can do it mm-hmm. too. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I, I like about that observation that you just made is that I feel like her character started as kind of a quintessential Bond girl villain, right? Mm-hmm. Like this yeah. lady in the leather suit, and she's <laughs> a spy, but she's kind of sexy, and she always manages to fight you by wrapping her legs around your neck. <laughs> Like, which is a cool move. I'm not denigrating it, but you know, so I feel like they're by letting her have this James Bond treatment, she did get to kind of like subvert that a little bit, you know, and that like I feel like it's no coincidence that the one leading man, supporting actor man, whatever in the movie, um, the guy from Stranger Things, I don't remember his name, like was kind of the butt of the joke the whole movie, right? Like he was always a comic relief. Whereas like the three women are like, are you fucking kidding me? We have shit to do, (laughs) which is probably, (laughs) thank you. Thank you. He was excellent. So no, no offense to him. I forgot. Yeah. It's so funny. Like how like everyone around them or around him, you know, all strapped up, like kind of uniform ready to go while he's in the corner, trying to squeeze into his. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, I mean, the movie, and I think this has to do with who the, the director is, and I believe the the writers were actually men. Um, yeah. But mm-hmm. by having the, the man there where we're seeing like close-ups of him putting his clothing on and being the butt of the joke, it, it was a nice flip of the male-female stereotypes you normally see in movies. Mm-hmm. Right, that he was just kind of the the extra character and the one worried about his outfit. <laughs> but I think, I think one of the screenwriters for it um, wrote Ragnarok, which I guess I almost see like similarities. Like I feel like Ragnarok is when Thor started turning into a bimbo. And like, it's kind of the same thing with David Harbour's character, right? Like if you go back and watch like the earlier movies, like Thor had this great vocabulary and had gravitas and then like, you know, He's a meme by <laughs> Ragnarok, <laughs> which I, I love. And I, I mean, I love it. So it's not yeah, exactly. So I feel like maybe that, that writer brought some of that humor to David Harbour's character. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. And it's cool, like, how they wrote his character. Yeah, you know, like, like, like you all was saying, you know, like, you poke fun out of him. Or you poke fun out of him. Like, he's, 
ridiculous with his like tight outfit stuff like that. But then again, like it count, he didn't juxtapose some like with you know, kind of like a touch and see between like him and uh Yelena in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. You know, when he starts singing the American Pie and they just start mm-hmm. kind of singing it together. I was like, that's yeah, that was a surprisingly like kind of mm-hmm. touching, like seeing like seeing like daughter, father, and daughter type thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it kind of gave them some layers, you know. Yeah, us. yeah, right. Like there was still a dimension to even him, even right. though he was there for like the comic relief. That like you still get some of his backstory, you still get some emotionality from him, and I think that's what I liked is that none of it ever felt like super over the t- like all the action everything was over the top, and I'm here for that. But like, yeah, any there wasn't like. Oh, because it's the female movie, we have to like extra tug at heartstrings. Like, you know, I mean, I think they they do a little bit with Black Widow's story, no matter what, but mm. I think they could have made it much worse and they didn't. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that like the, the sister relationship is more about the banter and the sarcasm, and, and that feels like to me more realistic how you have a relationship with your siblings. <laughs> like, like siblings literally beating each other to a pole. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of sisters, okay, so let's get to her. Yeah, yeah. Played yeah, by I mean, Florence, uh, Florence freaking Pugh. All right. Um, I I went all in on Florence Pugh um, when I seen Midsummer. Um, mm-hmm. After I watched that, I'm like, she is going places. Give her all the scripts. Give her all the roles. Mm-hmm. Like, she is amazing. And she did not disappoint in this movie. Okay, fun fact. Like, one of the most funniest scenes between her and uh, Scarlett Johansson's character was actually improv. Did you guys know this? No, no, which scene? The one uh, when, the u- uterus or? No, no. When Yelena was making fun of her uh, Natasha stance. <laughs> oh my God, that was such a good part of the movie because I wonder that every fucking time I see a superhero land like that, I'm like, I think that's bad for your knees and your back. And there's probably better ways to like land from jumping from high heights, but somebody decided this was what they do. And now they do it. And then they fucking called her out. And that was, that was improvised by Florence. Oh my God. Standing ovation woman. Like, yeah, that's how amazing she feels. And then she's, she she improvised a step further when she was actually like acting it out. Like, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. 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 Oh yeah, my god, I love that. I mean, I I feel like she stole the show. Like because yeah. I think because Black Widow didn't get like an arc, you know, it just she went on a mission and it was cool. And because her character is to be like aloof and a little numb, and you know, um, that Florence Pugh, like the way she brought those lines to life of just like just being the right amount of like. Russian don't give a fuck, but mm. still poking at my big sister. Like, just I mean, and they gave her great lines and she did such a great job with them. Like, it was just, it was so good. I loved her so much. And I totally agree with you, Like, she kills it in everything she's in. She's the one Amy and Little Women that is sympathetic. And, you know, like, she can do it all. Like, she is, like, there was just, like, a slate of things that, like, Matt and I would watch and we're like, it's that woman. Like, it's Florence again. She's in everything. <laughs> yeah, apparently, I mean, it wasn't ad-libbed, but apparently in the reading of the script... Um, the, the scene where, um, what's his name tells them, asks, oh, are are you on your period? Is it that time of the month? Oh, Lexi. (laughs) Yeah. They, uh, the whole, well, I don't have a a uterus. Um, Mm -hmm. like that entire scene was discussed at the reading because one, they totally forgot that that's like. In the comic <laughs> stories, the writers missed that. So it was the, mm-hmm. the girls that brought that up, I believe. Oh, shit. Like, pay attention, motherfuckers. <laughs> I think it just goes back to, like, the cliche that men have no idea what women's anatomy does. Like, oh, if you don't have a uterus, you don't get a period anymore? You know, like, because no, it's, it's for making the babies and they can't make babies. So, they, you know. <laughs> Dumbass. Before you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Cue the NBC rainbow shooting star. <laughs> oh my god. 
<laughs> I feel like I'm ready to watch that movie again because I don't like fully remember that scene you're talking about. I remember there now being a joke about a uterus. I'm like, yeah, yeah, because it was that movie again. They were, they were on a helicopter after they broke Alexia, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they're like, he, he starts talking about how he's so happy they're all back and they're just sort of not <laughs> saying anything to him. And so he goes, Oh, are you on your period? That time <laughs> yeah. of the month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, we have to mention mention the always amazing Rachel Weisz's Melina, uh, mm-hmm. the I guess surrogate mother, since they're not really mm-hmm. related, but <laughs> they're like family in mission, I guess. Yeah, I'm like like foster mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. She's always yeah, yeah. she's always a joy to watch. She, she's mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I feel like she had to be the, she was like the straightest character of them all that she's just like, cause she was a scientist and she's the older one and the mom and she's just like, the fuck are you all doing? <laughs> like, what's wrong with all of you? <laughs> yeah, like, she knew what everyone was up. You know, like her character, like her motivation kind of reminded me of, um, uh, what's it, the, in, in Rogue One, the main character's dad who was the, construction was head of construction of Death Star. Oh yeah. Like, you know, she he like kind of told the daughter, like, hey, you know, I got the plans to kind of ultimately get to rebellion to destroy the Death Star. I kind of feel like it was like her, like she kind of knew the inner workings of like how Mm -hmm. it was, Mm -hmm. you know, the head guy was manipulating people and the whole uh, red dust and all that. But Mm -hmm. she kind of held it closer to chest until it was time to you know Yeah, right. I think there's that was like to me, and maybe this is me wanting perfection in the story in my female characters that like she seems to be like out of it now. Like, I mean, she's still like, like it it seemed more like she's working for the Red Room of her own free will. And it just becomes like disappointing, you know, like, oh, you're part of this system that is in a sense enslaving these women. And, And in the movie, it was right because they're all like, being drugged to do what mm-hmm. they're doing, which in the comics I've read, that's never a thing. It's just that they're indoctrinated at such a young age that it just doesn't occur to them to do anything differently. Um, right. So yeah, like they probably had to, to put the whole drug thing in there. Cause that feels, feels too evil for people <laughs> to just naturally do that. Right. Um, but so, because uh, Yusuf knows I like to do this. I like to dive into the age of the actors that are playing the character. Oh, right. Like, is Rachel oh, yeah. Weiss old enough to actually be their mother? Is that kind of what you're thinking? Yes. Yeah. So Rachel yeah. Weiss is 15 years older than Scarlett Johansson. So that actually sort of works. I mean, mm-hmm. she would have been a teenage mom, but mm-hmm. uh, David Harbour is only 10 years older than Scarlett Johansson. But what's kind of cool is that <laughs> Rachel Weiss was paired with a younger man. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to say David, David Harbour, Harbour doesn't, Harbour. doesn't look only 10 years older than Scarlett Johansson in that movie. But I, I know the, the makeup and hair and costuming choices were doing him any favors. So. Yeah. He, 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 and plus he was on the, um, the post uh, in game Thor diet. Cause he's a little pudgy. <laughs> Right, right. Is it just the screenwriter just brings like all the same? Like, well, I guess he didn't do the poor pudgy joke, but right? Like, it's like people like that. People like a fat dude. It's hilarious. Like, he's I mean, he's the dad, so he has to have the dad bod, right? Right, right. (laughs) Billy. And then, and then Florence Pugh was born in '96, so she was she's 26 years younger than Rachel Wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, it kind of works. Yeah, it kind of yeah. checks out. <laughs> it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I didn't know that was a thing you did. Totally makes sense that that's a thing you do, and I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I mean, think, <laughs> you know, my AD, my ADHD just sort of takes over when I start to dive into these things, and I go mm-hmm. down random rabbit holes like age. <laughs> right. you're doing fact finding so that we have these things to talk about from a place of knowledge instead of like what's that guy's name again like i keep doing (laughs) what was that thing called i don't know but it was cool (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're here to back each other up with the the actor's name and then (laughs) yeah Yeah. i know usually i'm a human imdb and i'm just like 
totally slacking on it today. So yeah, that's appreciate all good. Y'all. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What what else? Like so task uh task task mask. Oh, right, right. Yeah. What's the verdict on the villains? Okay, okay, you know what? Okay. So what are your takes on like the villains as a whole? Like mm. far as you know, her like her particular obstacles via villains to mm-hmm. you know, overcome. Right, right. What are your thoughts on on the villains? Um, I had never read any stories with Taskmaster, so I, I had no base of knowledge for the character. Um, definitely, you know, saw some like art and stuff you know, on t-shirts and everything that like super ominous looking. And I know the internet was going crazy because they are more familiar with him as a character and more her as a character than I was. I mean, definitely like a cool ass costume, very like Cobra commander meets (laughs) I like ghost rider. I don't know. Like there's just a lot going on, you know, like it's, it was a sweet costume, but then I feel like, Oh yeah, it can mimic you. And I'm like, okay, now we're like into some crazy, shit that like it can like it's a machine like it's a terminator like what is what's going on here you know so i feel like maybe they're setting up a whole like taskmaster backstory and there's going to be a taskmaster mini series where you i don't know see how they got the technology to do that i mean because it was interesting right because that's black widow's whole thing is that she's just a really good fighter and she's really smart and tactical and, and she isn't you know a superpowered human like Captain America or whatever that she can punch her way out of everything. She has to be smart and like use the legs around the neck and leverage and all these things. And, right. and to have a thing that understands that she does that, right. Makes it a more formidable villain in that regard. Even if it's not this sort of like, they're going to end the universe if they win. It's just like, Oh no, she's just like met her match because her match is literally her. Like she's literally right. fighting herself, which I don't know if that's some stupid metaphor they wanted to make with the movie that like, Oh, she's battling her demon. So she's going to fight someone that mimics what she does. <laughs> I, don't know. I just came up with that right now. And I was like, fighting with herself. I was like, wait, that could be a metaphor. Maybe somebody yeah. was trying to do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And which I guess, like, if we're, are we going to talk about the spoiler? Um, uh, yeah, we all spoiling it. We're yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, and I guess it really was her, her inner demon. If it was the daughter of the man and she regretted killing her to like gain her freedom. Right. Like, so that was like probably her, the biggest red blob in her ledger that she's always talking about. So so she, yeah, so to, she was she was literally fighting her demon. Yeah, yeah. So and and then like kind of redeems herself by freeing her from what you come to realize is a horrible life, being like mind controlled by her father and I don't know, like whatever weird experiments they must have done on her. Very much like, like very like cyborg's dad gone wrong kind of thing. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> so you, right. So you think you think uh like if there is a way to parlay her into, you know, a story or, you know, it back into MCU, you think it'd be more of like a, I guess like a Bucky reprogramming thing. Mm. Like I'm bad, but now I'm trying to be good type thing. Right. right. I mean, honestly, those are the more interesting characters in the MCU, right? I'm much more interested in Winter Soldier and yeah. uh, Black Widow and, yeah. Like I said, even even Hawkeye, you know, who now also right through the whole now now also had some some shitty things done that we um so yeah, I think it could be interesting. Is Hawkeye getting his own show or movie? He's getting a series, but I think it's to set up the female Hawkeye. Okay. Um the, the oh, Kate that's, Bishop that's Hawkeye. Right. That's right. Yeah. So so like yes so, and no. Like um so yeah, I'll be, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, like I said, yeah, I'm so right. um, yeah. So I think Taskmaster could be interesting. Like, does she become like part of the Avengers or a new squad or something? Because she has like these crazy skills. If you're going to start like squadding up, and we got the multiverse now, and you know, like, right. I mean, yeah. I'm assuming we have the multiverse now. I'm assuming they finally fucking did it, and <laughs> that's what we're getting. But oh, this, yeah. um, <laughs> we getting a lot of we getting a lot of multiverse coming. Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. Especially after. Yeah, <clears throat> if if the inner Loki is 
not any indication of yeah. <laughs> multiverse yeah. about to go ape shit. I don't know what is, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so quick question. At the end of Black Widow, uh, we see um, Yelena meeting up and finding out who is responsible for her sister's death. Mm-hmm. And they show a photo of Hawkeye. Do you think she's going to show up in the Hawkeye series? I think that's what they want us to think, right? Um, they want to make sure you watch the Hawkeye series <laughs> with that question in mind. If you really like Elena and you're like, yes, yes. <laughs> if you somehow weren't going to watch the Hawkeye series, but you love her. And yeah, I mean, I, I hope so. I hope I hope she wasn't a one and done for the MCU because no. she was so good. Yeah. No, accord, according to IMDb. Oh, there's already like production for stuff. <laughs> they, they like they liked her so much that they already want to write her new movies. Mm, nice. Yeah, you got yeah, you got like I said, you gotta have your ground game MCU folks, right? So, <laughs> you know, I you like that. Have your ground game folks. You know, you got your, <laughs> you're establishing your cosmic pup folks up there with sport. <laughs> you gotta maintain your ground game people. You know, <laughs> So, and she would be an awesome addition, you know? Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I love yeah. that. I love the ground game. You always need the normies when, like, the wizards and <laughs> space monsters appear. Yeah, I, I feel like Yelena playing off of, like, Thor or Spider-Man or any of the mm-hmm. other um, Avengers that are still alive, it would, it, like, her versus the Guardian. They can mm-hmm. see it would be very entertaining because she's such yeah. a dry, no bullshit just yeah. look that she gives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, oh, yeah, all those boys would just be destroyed by her, right? Star Lord, I can't wait to see what she says to Star Lord. <laughs> yeah, but you man, you brought up a good point, Dilla. It would be really interesting if we talk about our ground game, folks, is mm-hmm. like you know, her playing off of Peter Parker, like Peter Parker's kind of naive sort of like personality mm-hmm. about him and how that will probably annoy Yelena. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Are we going to start writing fan fiction? Are we going to be those people that we're just going to start writing all the Yelena fan fiction? <laughs> yeah. But we need to copyright it. <laughs> right. 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 Cause like, would she would would Peter bring out this sort of like big sister aspect to her and she'd have like the sibling that she missed out on when right. you know her and Natasha were separated or right? Is she just gonna uh, be I like, feel, what is your deal? <laughs> I feel like it'd be more anger because if she had mm-hmm. stayed in the US, that she would have a similar background to mm. him. But she was forced to go back to Russia. And so now Mm. she's seeing what could have been by interacting with Parker and Mm. therefore must be like sort of subconsciously take it out on him. whenever. Right. Right. Mm. Yeah, I could see that resentment. I really I really hope that like. Again, because I like Hawkeye so much, too, um, that like her and Hawkeye have like a coming together, like it's setting it up like she's gonna go seek revenge which you know it's like a little unfair to say he caused her death like it's you know cutting out some important details um and so i i want to see them both bond over like their love of her or something you know know, you know it's gonna gonna be a batman versus superman situation i was just gonna say i don't want it to be that oh i gotta kill him or oh i gotta kill her martha for a little bit and then (laughs) Find a common ground, maybe an amulet or something that you know <laughs> Natasha had, and like, oh yeah, I remember this. And, oh, yeah. and I know, like, as I was saying, I was like, fuck, I just gave like the dumbest part of Batman or Superman. <laughs> no, but this no, but this was gonna be done a lot better than yeah, yeah. Marker bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we done a lot better. A lot better. Yeah, I know. I mean, I hope I hope some of this is correct. I hope some of our speculating happens. But I, I, I actually like, think yeah. Elena is going to end up killing Hawkeye so that the female Hawkeye can take over. That's probably what's going to happen. Yeah. And the only reason why I think that is because the person that showed her who killed her sister, that character mm-hmm. that I can't think of her name. Contessa, um, yeah. Valentina Contessa. Yeah, because... Mm-hmm. 
like she's also trying to manipulate the bad cap captain. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so she's manipulating, trying to manipulate all these characters behind the scenes too. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Nefarious reasons. Yeah. Right. Well, it could be a situation where, like, right when stuff about to come to a head, you know, maybe maybe the new cap will come in and intervene and kind of get everybody <laughs> back to you know normal. <laughs> He'll give a rousing six minute speech. To exactly. Give a, give a, yeah, give a Obama type speech, and everybody be like, "All right, okay, okay. cap, okay." <laughs> <laughs> and boom there you go the ground game is assembled again right 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 <laughs> right they, they, you thought they cleared the field but they didn't they didn't <laughs> everybody's they got they got the next <laughs> they got the second string coming in <laughs> play starter <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. oh man oh. all right so our uh stuck on tarmac um rating goes as follows uh ass on couch it was a really good viewing you would enjoy it you would not be disappointed uh putting your shoes on kind of play going outside it was meh wasn't the best wasn't the worst middle of the road type movie and the last and worst one is going outside i would rather go outside and get <laughs> sneezed on by anti-vaxxers or i stay in this house and watch this movie all right, so we're going around. Who, who want to go first? I think I think it's set on the sofa for all of us, isn't it? Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. 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 Sit down. It was it was enjoyable. It was very, it yeah. was it was very entertaining. You know, um, the the whole backstory at the beginning when they're little. You know, mm-hmm. that that was a really good sequence. Um, and the movie kicked off really well. You know, mm-hmm. with them. You know, getting the car running like young. Elena, young Natasha, like their mm-hmm. like whole family, like trying to get away in that whole sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, I mean, the slow moments were still engaging because mm-hmm. whenever there was moments when they're kind of sitting down and kind of talking, it's like more character insight than just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's get to some stuff blowing up. I never felt mm-hmm. that way because it was like, Mm-hmm. You know, their interaction, their banter, like you were into it and you wanted to know them a little more and like yeah. their dynamics before we dropped in in this movie and seeing them now, you know, and mm-hmm. I think that was a really good way of like showing uh, character with Natasha as well as her, you know, <clears throat> her family, so to speak. Uh, and then when the action kicked up, it kicked up, you know, and that's, you know, yeah. it was a good balance to me. Yeah. You know, I think that's what, we always consistently say about Marvel movies, right? Like it may be two hours, 15 minutes, two and a half hours, pushing on three, but you never like, oh God, what is the movie? We fucking over. Like you are sometimes with DC movies. <laughs> um, that they they just have that balance of storytelling, I think, down really well. That like there's enough things happening and at the right pace. That, that you stay engaged and that you are wondering what's going to happen next, even when they're like laying down some pretty obvious traps for you. <laughs> so, like, you know, like I saw some meme that was like, you know, me watching every episode of uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, Sharon's a power broker. Sharon's a power broker. Sharon's a power broker. The show. Sharon's a power broker. And it's like the surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> like that's what I feel like with all these movies. That like, like I should have known who Taskmaster was, right? And I, I was like, when the mask came up, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, like. So I totally agree that they, they just have some storytelling magic that it all just comes together really nicely, um, and it's never a waste of your time. Great. And I feel like it's enough of a movie by itself that you don't necessarily need like this massive character investment. You don't have to go watch the entire MCU to enjoy this movie. You can figure enough of it out mm. to know like who she is and what's going on in the story. And yeah, maybe some like details and Easter eggy things might be lost on you, but like, it's not like the movie is incomprehensible if you right. just watched it. You know, yeah, as a standalone. You, you, don't, you don't need to watch 24 other movies of Avengers mm-hmm. stuff to, to enjoy this movie. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, very, very enjoyable. Um, you know, due to COVID and all the other worldly situations, this movie uh, was, you know, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back. Mm-hmm. Finally have it. Now <laughs> I will yeah. released. I think that's, we totally didn't mention that. Like, we've been waiting a year for this movie to come out. And I don't know how you you can, like, meet that anticipation and expectation but like, yeah, I wasn't like, I waited a fucking year for this movie. Like, it was like, finally, finally, I get to see this movie. And it's everything that, I mean, okay, not everything, but like it, it delivered. And, and it was, you know, I don't want to say it's worth the wait, but yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad at it. Like, like you, you know, like New Mutants or something. <laughs> you watch it. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> what was that one? <laughs> there was a reason why I only went to HBO and they never really promoted it. <laughs> right, right. Like, we're not going to make anyone pay for this because that would be criminal. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> but, uh, but not this one now. I will definitely, you know, a good, solid, uh, you know, uh, spy, thriller, action, espionage, whatever you want to call it. It, mm-hmm. it had it all. And it was cleverly woven into, uh, like a dysfunctional family movie, also. <laughs> right? Oh, like a family road trip, dysfunctional family road trip movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Little Miss Sunshine with guns and explosions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's. I mean, Jen, you mentioned it. It's like a born identity or James Bond meets a family adventure. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> Yeah. I wonder if that's how it was pitched. Like James Bond meets. <laughs> I mean, and there's even like a cute reference in, in the movie to James Bond. So, oh yeah. right, when was that? What was that? She's in her trailer by herself before she heads into. Oh right, mass. Mm-hmm. She's watching. She's watching Moonraker. Moonraker. Yep. <laughs> you know what? In, after in retrospect, when I watched it, and then I see, and then when you see where they go in Act Three in the sky, like that sky, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's the teaser. The Moon Moonraker is like a, a Easter egg to what's happening at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they gave it to you. They gave it. It's right, like okay, right, this right. is where this movie is going, y'all. <laughs> We are doing forks in the sky. It's fucking happening. (laughs) I love it. Yep. Bravo. So there you have it, guys. Uh, Black Widow, you can see in the theaters or on Disney Plus with the premiere access. Um, uh, How much was it? Like 20, 30 bucks, something like that? that. Yeah, it was like $29.95. And fun fact, if you have like multiple users on your account. Like you only have to pay for it once and all the users have access to it. So it's not like, it's not like a one and done or like, it's not a rental. So like it is, they say it's yours to watch as long as you want. I mean, and of course it's going to be free on the service in October, but if you just can't wait or you want to support female led movies, yeah, get out your credit card and spend that $29.95. But you know what? Okay. So people, you know, people kind of scoff at that, but okay. So it was five of us, right, that mm-hmm. sat down to watch this. Okay, if we went to rest in peace, ArcLight, huh, uh, right. what we pay like twenty bucks a head, almost. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 So I when people were like, "Oh, thirty hours," I'm like, "Well, if you think about it." If, if you're sitting like if it's you or your date or you or your wife or like a group of people like sitting in the room watching it, like you're kind of coming out, you know, uh-huh. cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Right. And if you go to a movie theater that like you have to pay for concessions, it's not an amazing place like Arc Light where you can just bring in your own candy and drinks and they don't give a shit. Like then you're out like whatever you spend on the candy and the soda and the popcorn and whatever. And, exactly. and you, and you have to leave your house, like <laughs> which as we've been talking about these days, I'm like, eh, I'll stay home. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the homebodies who want to stay homebodies, Disney access, premier access is right. <laughs> right. I know. I really hope it never goes away because yeah. I'm it's really loving it. Eventually it's going to go away. Sorry. I don't know. They they were pretty pleased with it. So I don't know. 
I, I think the model's going to change. I mean, I do hope Arclight comes back. Fart like Arclight comes back. I will, I will be a movie goer again. <laughs> agree, agree. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, and we will, we would like to thank Jen, as always, for blessing us with her awesome rants and theories. <laughs> All that good stuff. Thank you for letting me rant and theorize. Appreciate you. <laughs> All right, guys, it's a Thursday. We wish everyone to stay physical distancing and peace. Get vaccinated. Wear your mask. All of that. Yes. Please. <laughs> Thank you.